Alright, so unlike the title says, I don't actually regret moving abroad. However, there are moments when I have thought during my 14 plus years abroad that there are maybe some things that I might be missing out on, and that is what I want to get into this week's episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. So, roll that intro. Yes, it is I, Rafael Di Furia, back on another Friday night. And let's just jump straight into this. And the first thing that I think that is really one of the things that if I were to say that I regret something and actually in reality, when it comes down to it, I don't believe in life that you actually should have regrets. I think that if you experience something, if you make a choice, just stick with it. Of course, you can change your mind and you can do something else. I'm not saying that if you're locked into something, you're locked into something. No, what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, Many experiences in life are just learning experiences, and if you don't take something from it, then it's a wasted experience. But to regret it fully, maybe there are choices that we wish we didn't made, or at least I feel this way, that maybe there are times that there are decisions that I wish I had done differently, but do I actually regret it? Not necessarily, because that was something that I have now learned from and can move forward from. But as someone who is living a life abroad, doing this whole expat life thing, even though life as an expat can be full of fun and new experiences and wonderful things and wonderful people and exploring new places and getting to really expand your horizons, both literally and figuratively, there are also things that you definitely miss out on. When you are out giving attention to so many different things, you also lose sight or lose the ability to focus on certain other aspects of your life. And I think one of the biggest ones is if you are living abroad and you're, or even if you're especially a digital nomad, and this is why, um, if you saw my post on Instagram this week, it was a picture of me from 2020 uh, before everything thing kicked off. At that point in time, my idea for Not Your Average Globetrotter was to kind of turn it into a bit of a travel series and get into the digital nomad thing. And that was something I was very seriously working on, of course, with the events of what happened that year and the time after until more recently, I had to change my plans completely. And it's led me into a direction also of realizing what is important to me. I always knew in some aspect what it was that I needed in my life, but I think there was part of me that wasn't necessarily paying attention to that at the end of the day. But what I think is really, really important is to be able to set a foundation for yourself in life, especially if you are on the younger side, and especially if you're single, I'm going to get into that in just a second, but especially if you're on the younger side, because while it can be nice to experience life in different places, and even if you're traveling to different locations, you're not going to get a sense of what life is actually like there. Really investing yourself into a place, you can become so intimately familiar with what that place has to offer, knowing it like the back of your own hand. I think there's something actually very special about that. I mean, not to say that you can't know multiple locations. However, being able to invest yourself into your home, the relationships around you, the people around you, family, friends, a romantic relationship. That is something that, like I was saying, as a single person can be tough, at least in the romantic side, because as time goes on, as I've mentioned in many episodes of Not Your Average Globetrotter, when you leave your country, it's kind of like going at this fork in the road that your friends will be moving off in one direction, you'll be moving off in another, that you're both progressing forward throughout life, but that point where you had that X, Y, or Z location in common is now gone. I mean, think about it like the letter Y. The letter Y is goes off in two separate directions and it doesn't really come back around itself. Then it becomes a G, but... 
maybe this is absolutely nonsensical what I'm saying, but what I'm trying to get at is that you go off, you fork in different directions, and it, there's not really a hook that comes around. You never meet back up again. I mean, you can have your lives going in parallel, but to meet back up where you once were is never going to be the same as it ever was. When you leave a situation going back to what it was is rarely ever actually a realistic choice or option. But when you actually have a physical foundation that you can build on in your life and build a home on top of, a physical home, not just the sense of home that you may be able to create for yourself, but actually a space around you and being able to customize it to the way that fits you best and suits you best. I'm not saying that this is something that you can't have as an expat, but when you leave off to another place, this is something that can take a while, both physically and emotionally, to get back to that point where you have that sense of your home, that place where you are living, that place where you belong, where it's truly yours. And so that almost gets into a bit of a, say, a, a fiscal investment of yourself into a place, building up your life, being able to put money on the side and saving it. Moving from one country to another is not cheap. And even if you're not taking things with you, planes or suitcases or this or that, having to rebuy furniture or buy things that you need like pots and pans. I mean, there've been pots and pans that I've taken from country to country or even cutlery. When you have to do all of these things over and over again, it really cuts into how much money you're able to put on the side. And I can say the funny thing is in my life, the times when I have been able to create some type of savings, if even only minimal for myself, have all almost coincided either with the times that I've chosen to move or had to move because of visa situation or family situation, whatever it may be, and wiped everything out. So that really is something to think about is what is your goal in life? What are you trying to accomplish by moving abroad? What is it that you need in life? This is These are very common themes that I talk about very often on Not Your Average Globetrotter, but this is kind of getting a little bit more into the why I talk about them. And that is because when you are going to be in another country, starting out all over again, you have that reinvestment into every aspect of your life, into people, into things, into places, into, uh, into relationships. And this gets into why I was saying also about even being single. If you are somebody who's moving abroad as a single individual, okay, fine, whatever, passport, bros, all that crap, but going abroad to meet somebody, the love of your life, and hoping to find the perfect person, I think it's a little bit of a joke, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, there are people that do it and are successful. Of course, yes, there's plenty of people that do that. But I would say they're not the majority of people that end up doing that. But as being just a person that happens to be in another country, to create even friendships, there are certain barriers to entry as far as like language go. And striking up a conversation with someone, that just one particular factor alone is the beginning point of so many different friendships and relationships that you may have in your in your actual life. There are times when being a person who is not of the, the, the natural born population of that place, that you may be seen as the outsider, the foreigner, the person from that place over there from those people, and you may not necessarily have the same ability to integrate as somebody who is from that place. And so that's what I'm also saying is that not necessarily that even everybody from their own country is going to have that going for them to begin with. But when you are in another country, that's another kind of barrier that you're adding in front of yourself. I'm not saying that it's going to necessarily always be that. And there are many people who actually do socially better in another country. I've been blessed that I've had friendships, like really wonderful, meaningful friendships. And that's something that I'm truly grateful for. But 
having been in different countries and having been in a number of different places, sometimes those relationships can be difficult to keep up with. I mean, I'm the type of person that, like I've said in so many episodes, I do focus a lot on my work. And so that doesn't necessarily give me as much time as I might like for some socialization that I might be able to kind of participate in. But Nevertheless, I still have people that I do consider friends in my life that I'm very grateful to be able to spend time with. And I think that's a really wonderful thing. And of course, depending on where you are, your ability to make friends and people that you have something in common with may differ, of course. There are going to be places where just based on the the kind of general aspects of life there, there will be things that are just you'll have more in common at the end of the day. But of course, it's not going to be everywhere. But when you do have that ability to find a place that's really in sync with who you are, you're going to have more people that are also going to be in sync with who you are. And this is not even really getting into some of the basic struggles of moving to another country anyway, that if you don't move to another country, you'd never have to learn another language, or theoretically, you might not ever have to. But Having to learn another language is definitely something that takes a toll on you. And having to communicate in another language once you've already got like a pretty good hold on the other can be draining, very mentally draining. Even if you're at a fluent level or at least conversational, there are going to be moments where you'll go between languages. I know this happens to me as well as many other people that sometimes just keeping one language straight in your mind and being able to communicate properly is difficult to do at the end of the day, especially switch. I, I'm, I'm the type of person that I can understand what someone is saying in another language, if it's one of the languages I'm familiar with, of course. But for me to be able to translate what was just said is difficult. Even if I can communicate with that person, if that person is speaking to me in one language and I'm responding to them in another, then I can't translate to a third party what the other person has just said. Or even if I'm speaking the same language as the other person, to translate it for another person standing next to us, I find very difficult to do. Can I do it? Yes, but I, I, it, it's there's some gear changing that has to happen. It's like a, a gear on a bike that sometimes it doesn't move so smoothly. Some people can do it easily and fantastically. And I mean, I really great respect to those people who have that natural ability to do so. But I think there is definitely something to be said for being able to speak your language in your place, in your way. And even if you're thinking about going to another country where they speak your language, they may not speak it in the same way as you do. And this even can go if you're moving within the same nation, that you can have that uh, linguistic or dialectic, rather, that dialectic difference between what you would normally say and what the locals in that location might have to say. Being able to express yourself in life is a hugely underappreciated skill in this world. No doubt about it. And not only would I say it's a skill, but I would argue that it is a blessing on top. But of course, one of the major themes of Not Your Average Globetrotter is covering some of the realities of life. And see, some of these are the difficulties that a person may face when living in another part of the world. But at the same time, when you give up certain things in life, you can gain others. Even though I'm talking about some of the maybe difficult emotional aspects of living in another country, there are some other wonderful aspects, even from an emotional perspective, that you can just simply have the access to that you would never, ever, ever even dream of having the access to 
back where you're from. And when it comes down to it, there are some experiences that you can really only have on the opposite side of the world where you're from. But to get back though to what I was talking about, because I was saying as a single person, there are some difficulties that you can go through. And I, I realize that a lot of this episode is looking down and negatively on things. And I'm not wanting to sound like, oh, moving abroad, it's all doom and gloom. No, that's that's really not the intention of this episode. It's more so that there are just these realities, like I was saying, that can happen, but it's not for everybody. But another reality, but for people who are in relationships and move abroad, having your relationship in your home country, if you met there, for some couples, many couples, most couples, whether you like it or not, whether you are in a great relationship or a horrible relationship, certain dynamics of your relationship will inevitably change. I've seen couples that met in one country and they moved back to their home country, even if they were both from their same country originally, but their relationship for whatever reason could not survive the move back, quote unquote, home. But then I've seen other couples who were married and had a life in their country and then moved abroad and then things broke down. But even then, for the just as many couples as I've seen have uh, their marriages break down after moving abroad, I've seen many more whose marriages have actually strengthened abroad. There can be certain things that are really wonderful to experience with someone special in your life. And even though I was talking about the, the negative side of being an, a single individual living abroad, there are also some positive sides to that as well. I mean, the, the ability to get to know other cultures and as as a single individual and maybe even meeting your 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 significant other's parents or grandparents and getting that type of connection to a culture is something that maybe somebody in a relationship from with someone from their own country will never be able to experience when you are welcomed into a family welcomed into a community that is a very different thing when you have a connection to that local community if you're coming in as an outsider of course, people are going to be like, who's this person? It's like, should we let them in? Should we not let them in? Even if they're not consciously aware of it, it's human nature that the, the, the person that's uh, the other of sorts that I've spoken about before, there's a natural, even if you don't want to admit it, there's this behavior that just is natural to humans where we are not necessarily sure of what that other person may have to offer or what if they are trustworthy. Because, I mean, if you look at human history, for so much of human history, we lived in small little communities where people only had the people around them. Somebody from another community might not be a friendly person. They might not have the same morals, ethics, and values, and that person might not have the same intention for that interaction that you're having together as maybe what you might have for that interaction. And I'm not trying to say that, oh, people from other places are this or that or the other. I'm just saying that even in small places, like within, I'm talking about miles, kilometers of each other. There have been, say, one village was leaning a certain direction on a certain topic or had certain beliefs, and then the next village over had certain beliefs and so and so on, that having the people from the outside of your reality, because in that type of life, outside of your town is outside of your reality. You don't fully know what life is like in that place over there with those people. But even now, in this day and age, I would argue very much that the same can be true. Am I saying this is a constant fact of life? No. But there are going to be aspects of life where when you are coming from one place and going to another, 
people may not necessarily know how you will interact with them because they don't have familiarity with your culture and your way of moving through life. And that's not necessarily something bad. It's just that this is a reality that different people have different ways of looking at life. I mean, even if you're talking to your neighbor, I was actually the reason why I'm in this room tonight is because I was recording an episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter in here, which is hopefully going to come out soon. And it was, uh, had a couple guests come over, but it's neither here nor there. But something we talked about was that, uh, that even if you are sitting with your next door neighbor and you're seeing how that person, I don't know, puts the butter on their bread, you may think that that person is absolutely insane for just something so minute. I forget where I was going with this point here, but that's the thing. When you are going to another place and you have that kind of ticket in, so to speak, I hate to put it in that way, but when you have that person to vouch for you, that's already an accepted member of that community, that family, that whatever it is, is there is something very unique about that relationship that can be built from that point. I mean, you're already vetted to an extent. When you are a part of a certain nationality, a certain group of people, and you have more of an understanding of how things work in that place, and even if you're not necessarily from the same country, but the same area, same region, whatever it may be, you are going to have more of an easy time to be able to kind of get past those first barriers. Uh, I mean, even if you're in your own country going from East Coast to West Coast of the US, if you're from the States, for example, uh, people have certain ideas about people that are from the other coast. And if you are from the same region as the other person, you've already kind of shown that all right, there's something in common here. And maybe at the end of the day, there's less vouching and approval needed for you to be able to pass the vibe check, so to speak. The last thing I do want to talk about as a regret, even though it's not a regret, is thinking about opportunities that you have in certain places and in certain experiences of life that you might not be able to have in another location. And that can be Again, talking about family or friends being able to have the opportunity to go to a cousin's wedding or to uh, your sibling's child's birth or uh, their first birthday party of a niece or a nephew. There are going to be certain things that you will not have access to. And again, this is one of those things that you give up something, you gain another thing. But is that trade of equal value to you at the end of the day? But not even just opportunities for connection, emotional, wonderful things or this or that. It's also about sometimes even work opportunities that maybe because you are from a place that you have a better understanding of how things work there and you know how the job market works there. So you have an easier time to maybe be able to move in a certain direction. But on the flip side of that, if you are from one place and you're going to another, there can be situations where that will be an opportunity for you to be able to market a unique selling point about yourself. I mean, this is what a lot of people do who are English teachers. And even English is not always such a unique marketed skill, but there are many native English speakers who do move to another country and do find work as an English teacher solely based on the fact that they are a native speaker of the language. And even if they're not 
a teacher. They don't have the degree in that language. Maybe they just have a high school diploma or even a regular just college degree in who knows what, a university degree in, I don't know, underwater basket weaving. Just for the fact alone that you've graduated from university for some schools in some places is more than enough for what they want for their, their, their teachers to have. They just want to see a piece of paper as long as it's some kind of official piece of paper. That's all they really care about. So for as many things that are regrettable to miss out on in life, I think there are also many other things where you do find unique opportunities to be able to enjoy and take advantage of unique things. Moving abroad may not be for everybody, but is it for you? That's something that at the end of the day, only you can answer. But if you do have an answer, feel free to let me know down in the comments section below here on YouTube. And of course, thank you for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Globe Trotter. And huge, a huge, huge, huge thank you to those of you who helped to make these episodes possible on a regular basis through the one-time thanks button here on YouTube, as well as the monthly support on Patreon, as well as a thanks to those of you who take part in the conversation down below these videos on YouTube, as well as to those of you who are subscribed and like these videos, liking and subscribing and having the notification about all of these various different aspects really do help out the project. So thank you all so very much to those of you who do take part in this project in any way, shape, or form. Of course, I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy, and I will see you all next time. Later. Mm -hmm.